Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode 84 and another edition of the Grow Series. This is a special edition. I normally don't bring on guests for the Grow Series, but uh, because of what's going on, I wanted to bring in uh, my Uncle Brooks and my dad, Wes. So Brooks and Wes Powell, they're joining me today and we're talking about weathering the storm. So they've seen several economic cycles, both good and bad. And so we're going to dig into what are action steps you should be taking right now as business owners to make sure you can weather this storm and set yourself up for success. So stay tuned for episode 84 on the Growth Series here on Builder Funnel Radio. Hey guys, welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is another edition of the Growth Series. This is episode 84. And this is a special edition because I'm bringing in a couple of guests, which we don't normally do on the Growth Series. But in light of everything that's going on, um, wanted to get some advice and wisdom out to you guys. So I'm bringing in my uncle, Brooks Powell, and my dad, Wes Powell. So they are here with me today. How's it going, guys? It's going great. Fantastic. Thanks, Spence. Good, good. Yeah. And um, obviously, right now, we're in the midst of... Um, super challenging times on multiple levels, lots of things in flux and changing, it seems like every day, especially if you watch the news, they're probably changing every hour uh, or more frequently. But I thought we could take just a more proactive approach on this conversation and just like, hey, as business owners, um, like there probably isn't a blueprint for this specific situation, but there are action steps that we can be taking things to mitigate risk where we can, take proactive steps uh, where we can. So um, I know you guys have gone through different business cycles and you've seen really high highs and really low lows. And so I wanted to pull you guys in and um, basically just ask you some questions. So Brooks, we'll, we'll kick it off with you. But uh, like I said, there's not really, I don't think a blueprint for this specific scenario we're in now, but um, you know, as business owners, what's kind of the general approach we should be taking when we know we're in the midst of a difficult economic time, but also one with an unknown timeline on it? Well, Spencer, I would, I would say, number one, uh, protect your cash. And there's going to be some subsets to that, which we'll talk about. But you need to know exactly where you are for cash today. And you don't pay one bill unless you know how it's going to be covered. And that's the key because you're going to roll into this with whatever cash you have on board and collections could be difficult. Closings could be difficult. Um, and I would not write one check unless I knew I had money you know, coming in or in before I wrote it. Um, and that's, that's something we learned the hard way um, in our company. Yeah, that makes sense. And I agree with that 100%, Brooks, because that's the first thing I wrote down, just conserve cash. So there's nothing greater that you can do in whatever sort of a recession you're in. Or, so. Yeah, well, well, good. Let's build on that then. So we've got conserve cash. And so I think there's a couple of angles there. There's 
where do you cut and what like kind of in, in what order and we don't have to say a specific order, but, um, but then the other side of it is like, okay, what are maybe some creative ways to free up cash? So um, let's start with cuts. You know, what, what are some good first cuts to be making or at least first places to look at Brooks, you know, as you think about, okay, I'm trying to preserve cash. I'm in this unknown situation. I think the thing to think about is, is look at your workflow, look at your backlog and take a good look at what, is it all going to hang together? And do you think, you know, is this, is this a two week blip? Is it a 30 day blip? Is it a 60 day blip? And, or is it longer? And which jobs do I have going? Which ones could I wrap up quickly and get paid on? Um, whether it's you know, a renovation or it's a home for sale that you have a contract on and it's still solid. Um, so I look at those and then I would look at my workforce because for most of us, payroll is our, one of our biggest expenses and look at what two, two questions I ask are, who are the people that I want with me when I'm, we get through this to rebuild because that's what it's going to be involving. And, um, I don't know what my second question was. My second point was, but the first one is who do I want to have with me when I get through? And that would maybe affect who you're going to, if you have to make staffing changes, um, you know, who you would be making changes with. And I guess the other point I would make, which is you know, we always operated on, you know, cut early, cut deep. Makes sense. Yeah. Wes, what about you? Any thoughts? Well, I agree with all those things. Um, I think, However, the way I look at it is that really your company is, is your people. I mean, obviously Absolutely. you can't get anything done without your, without your people. Um, Absolutely. And so that's, that's critical. Um, so I think the first cut through, you go through, okay, go through your P&L, go through all your receipts, look at everything you're spending money on every month and go, what can just go now? You know, what can I just jettison off of the boat uh, immediately to, uh, improve my cash flow. How much is that going to improve my cash flow? Uh, secondarily, I would uh, agree with Brooks. You look at your team and you go, okay, hopefully every single person on this team is someone I want to have on this team. But yes. if there was somebody that you were on the fence on, then that might be the time if it, you know, to make that decision and make that decision sooner rather than later. One thing I'm not a fan of, as you see this a lot in big companies, they do rolling layoffs. Oh, we're going to lay off so many people. Then we're going to lay off so many more people. And then, you know, everybody's living in fear from week to week. What's, what's going to happen with my job? Yeah. Uh, productivity goes down. It's yeah. a very oh, negative yeah. environment. Everyone's spending time talking. Um, the few times that we've had to do layoffs in the past, uh, I've done what Brooks has said, which is you, you, if you're going to have to cut, and it's a hard decision, and that's why you have the top position because someone has to make that that decision. You say, "Okay, I've looked at the landscape. I think this is going to last for this amount of time. In order to conserve my cash and keep the most people working possible, I have to cut and lay off this many people. I'm going to do this once." And I've had that conversation with the team and said, "Guess what? We're cutting once." And so, and this is. This is how it's going to work. And man, this, this sucks. Okay. But we're going to do it. And we're going to make this as an easy landing as possible for the folks that aren't going to be able to stay. 
but sometimes you have to cut off your leg in order to save the body. And that's, that's what happens. It's a really tough business situation, but make all those moves pretty quickly. Don't, don't, don't dither. Don't spend weeks and weeks going, Oh, you know, I don't want to make this decision. All you're doing is burning cash. And, yeah, I would, make and this, I would make that just, I would make that decision in a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're listening to this today and you're trying to figure out what to do within seven days, you can figure out what you need to do and then do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously super, you know, tough decisions to make. And, Absolutely. you know, like your point is a good one, Wes, just thinking about, Hey, like, how can we get through this as a team and have the most people still working and keep the business alive? You know, when you think about that as the alternative, like you've got to make the decisions. Yeah. Um, I, was thinking about kind of what you guys were saying there in terms of, you know, so looking at your current projects and your inflows of cash and what's in your backlog. So that was kind of that first step. Like what do I anticipate going through all the line items on the PL, looking at those expenses, obviously non-essentials cut those immediately. Uh, and then you're looking at kind of those, you know, payroll type personnel decisions and potentially other big expenditures in other categories. Um, I would probably look at two other things right away. Uh, one would be, what credit lines do I have available to me? Do, you know, and hopefully everybody has some form of a credit line, uh, unsecured or secured, and, but that they can put that and decide that you know, that's part of your cash buffer potentially. So I think you gotta look at that. And then I think, um, the other thing you got to look at is your mortgages or any, any debt that you owe and what is the debt payment and review all your documents and see what happens if you get to a situation where you're not going to be able to make that payment and understand the ramifications of that. I don't know. Brooks, do you have any thoughts on? I, I do. Um, is, uh, I strongly believe is that keep your cash and you can fight about it with your lender. If you give them your cash, there's nothing to fight about and you may need your cash to survive. So going into forbearance, um, going into default, you can dig your way out of that if you survive. Um, and if you don't have the cash to do that, then it didn't matter anyway. So it's a worthwhile fight. Um, I wouldn't have said that in 2008. And uh, in that situation, we paid our banks for three years. And then when we were out of gas and we decided to try to argue with them, it's a terrible situation to be in. So I totally have changed my philosophy on that. Um, and to go to Wes's point, which is, yeah, know, know what you've agreed to and know what the, you know, what the ramifications are of not paying. And in good times, you know, hopefully you have a line of credit you put on your house or put on your business that uh, is available. Um, in, in 2008, we actually went to, we took the step, we drew down all of our lines of credit early and moved the cash so that we would have it to draw on. Um, because sometimes lines of credit West do get taken away. Oh, absolutely. That was, pretty common, that was a pretty yeah. common event in 08, 09. Yeah. Uh, certainly here in our, our area where I know a, a, an HVAC contractor who was golfing with his banker and his banker said, Oh, and I uh, just want to let you know, we've revoked your line of credit. Yeah, I would not okay, say that. 
I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were on the putting green. It was, he didn't have a driver in his hand. You know? no, right. yeah. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, how brutal is that? You know, so they but can go to what focus. you know, to right now in, in this kind of this current crisis, which is if you don't have a line of credit, that's fine. You're not going to get one today. No. You're most likely not, unless you can get an SBA loan or something like that. But it's probably not going to be in time if you're running really thin. So it's go to what things can I not pay? What mortgages could I not pay? You know, what things can I do to live to fight another day? Um, you know, yeah. looking at your, your, where you are with your employees, you know, which are the life of your business, which are going to produce the work so you can get paid. So, you know, obviously the time to, to put these things in place, lines of credit and that sort of thing is when things are good, but let's, let's assume, you know, Hey, it's kind of right now is too late. You know, are there other, are there creative ways or creative angles to go about freeing up cash, um, you know, so that you've got that on hand um, if you hadn't taken some of those steps prior? Well, one thing you can do, I guess, um, and we've always paid on time, but you've certainly seen that in other, uh, other recessions where, had, you know, vendors go to late pay. So essentially, if you think about it, uh, especially large companies tend to do this. And what they'll do is they'll simply, instead of paying according to the terms of their agreement, paying in 10 days or 30 days, they'll say, well, I'm going to pay you, but I'm going to pay you in 120 days. So if you think about what that does by simply saying, I'm going to pay you, but I'm not going to pay you on the terms that we agreed on. Here are the new terms that I'd like to pay you on. Then, but you are going to get paid by not paying it by extending an extra two months. You've picked up essentially two months worth of cash flow, and that cash remains with you. And so that can sometimes create that liquidity that you need within the business in order to keep it afloat. So, and, and you can work that out with your vendors many times. You can simply go to them okay. and say, Hey, guess what? We're all in this boat together. I absolutely am going to pay you. I want to pay you. That's my goal. What I need is I need different terms. And they're going to go, well, I guess my choice is I don't get paid at all, or I get paid in 120 days. And they're going to go with 120 days. All day long. 5% of the time. And even if uh, you say, hey, I'll pay you 25% mm-hmm. every month over, you know, sure. I'll get to 100% in 120 days, but it shows intent, shows willingness. Um, and it's the same with your, your lenders. If, if, if the bank says, Hey, you know, you're not going to pay me and you say, Hey, I'm willing to pay you. I just need different terms. And that's what you're, all you're, all you're looking for is you're looking for more runway. You know, you're, you don't land a 747 on a postage stamp. You know, you land it on a big, long runway and this out for your business. You just need more runway. Yeah. That's good advice. So basically work with terms, you know, negotiate terms um, where you can and look at all those agreements you have in place. Um, yeah. Brooks, anything else coming to mind in terms of, you know, creative ways or just different ways to free up cash? Be free. I think one be willing to ask, mm. you know, because if you're, you know, for us early on, it's like, Oh, we always pay on the 10th. We never pay late. You know, well that like Wes said, those terms go out the door and you, and by talking to those other businesses that you work with, they'll give you the terms. You know, they, they will. So I think definitely pursue that quickly. Um, definitely pursue with any lenders you have, like, hey, I need new terms, especially in this environment where 
everybody's suffering from the same effect. There's a lot more liquidity in the, in the market than there was in 08, 09. So, you know, money's flooding the market. So money will be available. So it's not a, a constriction of capital. Uh, that's, oh, sorry, Brooks, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, oh I was just going to say, since you mentioned that about money flooding. <laughs> so in this particular case, for people that aren't aware of the government programs that are coming down for small businesses, uh, we were just talking about this earlier today, but you've probably heard of it by now, but make sure that you have explored all the government programs for loans, um, forgivable loans and things like that in order to keep your company afloat during these tough times. So yeah, there may be government nice. assistance is my point. Yeah. There may be federal aid. Yeah, so there's gonna be government federal assistance for unemployment, for health benefits. Uh, there's gonna be small business association, you know, the 7A program. So, and, your banker, if you have a banker, anybody you bank with, you know, that's going to be available to you. So, and they're going to want to push this money through because they're getting paid, you know, loan fees to push it through. And a lot of it's going to be forgivable. So that's, um, yeah, you're, just, you're buying time. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to, like you said, extending the runway, you know, cause you don't know where the, you know, how much runway you need, which is one of the challenging parts of think of these situations is going, okay. You know, we can all guess all we want, but we don't know if it's three months but or, you know. You need as much runway as you can get your hands on, you know, right. so you can roll out as much asphalt as you can get your hands on is what you do. <laughs> and and you'll put, when you when we get through to the other side, you're going to make a list the whole way through of this and say, okay, what are all the things that I wasn't ready for this time? I'm going to get those fixed. And so we get another situation where we're, there's, the money market locks up or sales dry up, you know, yeah, it's stressful, but it's not as stressful as it is today. Yeah. So as you're thinking about building this runway, you know, how do you, how do you also, I guess, balance that with trying to remain in a strong position for when things start to turn for the positive uh, or, or do you just operate from survival mode? and not necessarily look too much to that. Um, Maybe it depends on how much cash you have. You know, it depends if you're, if you're sitting on a big pile of cash, you're like, there's going to be opportunities everywhere. You know, there's going to be opportunities to acquire properties. There's going to be opportunity to buy lots. There'll be, because somebody else was not ready. Um, but if you're not sitting on a big pile of cash, then you're in triage the whole time, which is, you may just say, my goal is to come out of this still standing <laughs> with as many of my employees as I have. So at least I can continue to work because you know, we'll get through this and there's work on the other side. It's just, it's a little bit locked up right now. Whereas previous recessions, there might have not have been work for three, four or five years. And being in the construction business, you just have to kind of work your way through that slowly. Whereas this is going to be probably much more sharp, much more uh, painful quickly, but then it'll be over. I think it's important to remember that whatever it looks like today, good or bad, that that never lasts. So good times never last, bad times never last either. Uh, everything's going to change. So if you can kind of keep that in the back of your mind, because sometimes when we're down in the weeds and it just everything sucks and you know it's just bad news and bad news and bad news, you have to remind yourself, okay, that's fine, that's that's today, but this is going to change. And so my goal is to get this out uh, in any way that I can, because I want to be around when times do change. And yeah. so as much as you can, which is really difficult, 
you know, it can be super stressful and, and really tough. Um, but you want to keep your eyes up, uh, keep your cool, you know, be scanning the horizon and going, okay, I'm working on my day-to-day problems right now. And that may take up 95% of my bandwidth, but 5% of my time, I got to look out ahead and go, okay, what's this going to look like on the other side? Hey guys, this is just a reminder that Builder Funnel Academy is open for enrollment. We're closing the doors on April 15th or when we hit 100 members, whichever one happens first. Now the program is about 10 years in the making. We're sharing digital marketing lessons learned, the exact formulas and campaigns that are working today, right now, and we'll continue to update you as Google and SEO changes, as the social media landscape evolves, and as we discover new campaigns that are driving success for other companies like you. Builder Funnel Academy is all about sustainable growth and building a repeatable marketing and sales pipeline. If you want to learn more, hit pause right now and go to builderfunnelacademy.com slash join. So um, one more question around kind of cuts and, and that side, and then let's flip to like setting up for recovery and kind of pr- proactive steps that you can take. Uh, but I'm curious, you know, you guys said, you know, like cut quickly, cut deep. Um, how do you think about, you know, deciding around um, taking a salary cut as an owner versus, you know, maybe personnel decisions weighing those or just the first one? Cause I know we had a conversation um, earlier just around um, salary cuts and that sort of thing, or, do you try to do that for a team or do you just go, go all the way? I'm just curious to get your perspective on if there's a time and a place or if it's just totally situationally dependent. I don't know, Wes, if you have any thoughts around. Yeah, I've got a couple of that. thoughts because I've tried it different ways at different hard times. You know, there was the, the 08, you know, great recession and then there was the downturn in 01 and then, you know, before, you know, in the nineties and eighties, there's always a downturn to deal with. Um, so I would say generally, and, this, and once again, it's just a general statement. I would rather have to, if I have to make cuts in salaries, I'd rather cut an entire person and not cut everybody a percentage. Okay. Because everyone who is with you has built their life around this particular paycheck. And so it's really tough for them to keep their morale up and keep charging hard at work. And you're going to be asking more of them. You know, I mean, there's just all these things that they're asked to do. Plus you're paying them less and that's really, really hard. And you're paying everybody on the team less. So I don't, I don't recommend that. I would rather say, let's try to do this with fewer people, but everyone who remains is going to get paid the same uh, is what they're getting paid for. Um, I think the other thing too is I think you asked about, you know, would you cut your own salary? Um, so I've tried that. I mean, you know, when we had the great recession, I, I didn't take a paycheck for, I don't know, three or four years um, and everyone else got paid. And I don't think that's healthy either. And Brooks and I have had lots and lots of conversations about this over the years and, and debates. And I would have to say, I would agree with Brooks. Now, I think if, as as the head of the machine, you have to be okay. You know, if you're not okay, 
then how can you support everybody else on the team? How can you um, keep the business going if you're really wondering how you're going to make ends meet as well? So I would, plus it also masks uh, yeah. problems yeah. within the organization. And I think yeah. this has also been a point that Brooks and I have discussed before, which is if you if you make the business work on the fact that you're not making any money, the business is not working. Absolutely. So, so I, I would recommend, you know, sure. You could modify your salary a little bit if you wanted to, you know, if you, you know, okay, well, I, but my experience is that most remodelers and most builders, you know, and most small business owners for the most part are not taking huge amounts of money out of their yeah. business. You know, I think that's an illusion that, that, that people think about business owners is they take huge amounts of money out of their business. They don't. They usually take a salary um, that fits within what their responsibilities are. And then if they make any extra money at the end of the year, net profit, lots of times they're pouring that right back into the business. So, so I think cutting your own salary, lots of times there isn't a whole bunch to cut anyway. So. Yeah, I would, I would definitely, I mean, as Wes knows, I believe in, you know, someone's got to run the company and you have to pay someone to do that. And so if you happen to be fulfilling that role, you'd have to pay someone to do that. And then the money that's made at the end of the year, that's your return on investment for owning the business. Um, and, and during tough times, maybe, you know, you're not going to make any money for, for this year or next year as you dig your way out. But that's hopefully that's what capital, your cash reserves are for and your equity in the company, if there's equity in the company. And, and that's what takes the hit. As soon as you say that what I'm doing is not worth anything, and I think that's a, a mistake because you're going to be in there swinging as hard as you can to make this all work. If anything, you should be getting paid more because you're working twice as hard and you just, it's just not going to happen. You know, you're not going to get paid more, but yeah, if you want to cut your salary a little bit or something, cause that's going to make the difference, but better to write a personal check from your home checkbook and say, I'm contributing more capital to this business because I believe in it. And from that, I'll pay myself a salary. Because that's the really, that's the gut check. If you're not willing to, to write a check personally into your business and say, hey, I think this is worth another 50 grand because I think it's going to go, you know, maybe the business, you know, isn't going to make it. It's not well capitalized enough. So that's, that's the way we. That's, that's a great gut check. Yeah, that's yeah, a great gut good check. I, I like that point, though. You do have to pay somebody to do it. And I guess that I would feel would support that idea of not cutting your employee's paycheck, um, but instead cutting personnel if you absolutely have to trim. I would agree with because that. Because they, they have to produce the work and their, their work is valuable. Absolutely. So, you know, you've got to value that work while they're there. Yeah. I think one of the more demotivating things is to, in tough times, to cut people's salary. You know, better to say, hey, you know what? We're selling these these extra trucks and, and, and people are doubling up in a van. And, they're, you know, we're, sure. we, can't afford, we can't afford 10 vans. We can afford five vans, but I can keep everybody, your key your key people that are putting, you're installing the work. That's who you want. You know, you can you can lease a van next month. Yeah. You no, know cut, cut your non-personnel expenses yeah. first. And then and only after that, if that isn't making it work and do that quickly and then then you'll have to make other decisions yeah, and and if especially for listeners out there if they've got leased space um you know there's a lot of flexibility if you've got a lease payment on some retail space or where you have your office and stuff 
plenty of opportunities to negotiate with that because there's plenty of cash in the system. And landlords are just saying, yep, you know, we'll kick the can for a year and, you know, we'll give you a four months breathing room or whatever. So you're anything where you have a monthly obligation, you got to go look at that and ask, you know, yeah, you need your cell phones, you need your internet, you need your computers, you need, you need your people. And I guess they got to have something to drive to work in. But that's yeah. what keeps the machine running. You know, you can operate out of your house, you can operate out of your truck, you can get really lean really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, during good times, you tend to build up a comfort level with certain things or you get accustomed to certain things. And, oh, yeah. you know, if we all think back to when you started it, you know, and you're really scrapping it, you know, you just adopt that scrappy mentality again and you can get creative and, and find ways to accomplish things in a different way. So I think um, those are good points. And I really, man, really good points around, uh, I think salaries are the philosophy of cutting salaries are just making the cut all the way. Obviously, you guys advocate for, hey, just you have to make a cut, make all the way cuts so that the people that are still there, morale is higher, <laughs> you know, than it would be. Um, and that you got to take care of yourself uh, as well. And that like anybody that is working, whether it's the owner or an employee is getting paid and they're getting paid for that position and what the, the value of that position is. So. I think of it as, you know, remember you get on a plane, which no one's getting on a plane right now, but <laughs> when you when you normally get on a plane and they do the the announcements at the beginning, they always say, you know, if a loss of air pressure occurs in the cabin, you know, air mask is going to drop down, put a mask on your own face first before helping somebody else. And that's really what you're doing as the business owner. You have to make sure you've got enough oxygen to operate so you can help everybody else on the team and help the business. Because your team members are going to have lots of other problems besides just what's going on at work at your business. They'll have yeah. a significant other, a partner that's like they might have lost their job, they're struggling. So it's going to take a lot more of emotional bandwidth besides just financial bandwidth to support the team because they're, everyone's you know, struggling. Yeah. Yeah, good points. So let's, let's wrap up with just any final thoughts around what are some steps that you can take to set yourself up for recovery, um, positive steps that you can be taking aside from like the triage things, the things that you're doing to just survive. Are there any things that, that stand out to you guys as you think back, um, you know, uh, coming out of these down cycles or tough times? Um, Wes, anything coming to mind? I'd say number one, you know, keep your cool. Keep your cool as much as you can throughout the whole process. You know, keep your eyes up and scanning the horizon. Don't become so myopic and uh, myopic and, and focused on your own issues that you can't scan the landscape for what are going to be upcoming opportunities and, and dangers as well. So I think uh, those two things, and we talked about conserve your cash um, because there will be other opportunities that come up. Um, so, and once again, just remember nothing's, nothing's forever. So uh, that yeah, would I, would, I would add to that um, is this will be over before you think it's over. So you've got to be, you know, head up, eyes up, looking for opportunities because all of a sudden it'll be done. And you're like, Oh, I still felt like it was still going on. So you have to be thinking, okay, you'll come out of it sooner than you think. 
and you'll miss opportunities. I know I definitely missed opportunities where I'm like, somebody would buy a piece of land and it was, oh man, it's a recession. What are you thinking? You know, 12 months later it was over and it's like, why didn't I figure out how to buy that land? You know, because, because I had my head down and I was just, you know, grinding away. Um, and so I would say, yeah, it will be over sooner than you think. So be looking for opportunities, you know, have your ears open, listening for opportunities because there'll be some other person that's folded that's going to create opportunity for you because you're up and running and there might be jobs that become available that someone else couldn't perform might be land opportunities. Um, we made, and we made very good money during the last recession, finishing houses that had gone back to banks. Well, that wasn't a business, you know, but it was for three years, you know, we did and, and we did that business, but it wasn't something I would have even thought of ever doing. So yes. getting yourself ready for coming out of it is the right people. Who do you want to have on your team if you have to make cuts? You know, who are those people that are committed? Um, like Wes said, which is you want to keep those people. And those are the people that you're like, you know, as a leader, you have got to be beating the drum that like, you know, we're coming through this. We're going to make it and we're going to keep on going. Everybody listen for ideas and opportunities. And you'll find your team members will come in. Hey, I heard about this. What do you think? And yeah, that's good advice. And I think you can only do that if you do what, you know, you were saying, Wes, is you got to be calm enough and cool enough so that you can see those opportunities and be looking, you know, because if you get so worked up about it and then you're just head in the sand and you're just trying to solve all your problems, which you do need to do. But if you forget the other piece, then you'll be so late to the, you know, the rebound that you'll miss a ton of oh, yeah, that. miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You, I mean, this is your chance to be a leader and you got to lead your team, lead your company, lead your community and that, you know, Hey, this is how we're going to work our way through it. I mean, you may have to go home at, at night and just lay down in a dark room for an hour, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Or go for a run or go for a walk or get out or do something, you know, make sure you keep exercising and, and, Keep yourself healthy and and uh, and give yourself some, as Brooks was saying, some space to to think. To yeah. say, I'm gonna sit and think for half an hour. Yeah. And try not to let your mind race on the problems, but just open to the to the solutions that will come to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, w- well said, guys. And yeah, thanks for for hopping on this one and uh, sharing your your wisdom and advice. Um, it's definitely not a comfortable time. It's not a fun time, but I always tend to want to just look at what are the proactive steps we can take. Right. So, um, yes. th- yeah, this was super helpful. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, sure. No problem. Thanks, Thanks. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Wes and Brooks. Again, I know it's not a super fun uh, thing to be thinking about and talking about, but I think it's important to be proactive. So I'll pull out a few takeaways, some big things that I heard from today's conversation. Uh, the first one was cut quickly and cut deep. I think Brooks mentioned that early. Um, I think, you know, that's a great thing to think about, you know, go through all those line items, see where you need to make cuts, especially non-essentials, you know, get creative, cut back, um, explore terms with anything that you have going on, talk to lenders, you know, just work on negotiating those things that you can to free up cash flow. I think the conversation around, um, cutting on the personnel side was really interesting. That was kind of my second takeaway was don't make the like salary adjustments or cuts like 
that just dampens the mood for people that are within the company. So cutting personnel is a really tough decision. It's not a fun decision, but if you have to do it, go all the way. And then for the people that are on the team and remaining like boost morale and say, Hey, we're going to get this, you know, get through this together. So I think that was a really big takeaway. And then the final note really was, Hey, you got to stay cool, calm and collected and be looking for opportunities. So even if 98% of your time, 95% of your time is just triaging, trying to get through this, weathering the storm, the other 5% or just even in the evenings, like you got to have eyes up looking for opportunities because as Brooks was just saying, like it's going to be over before you know it. Um, We always anticipate, oh my gosh, this could last forever. Obviously good times last and then they don't and then bad times last and then they don't. And so um, you've got to have those eyes up looking for those opportunities. So uh, I think there were a lot of takeaways from today. Those were three that stood out to me. And again, I hope this was a helpful episode, an action oriented episode for you guys. Start making moves, make some decisions, um, keep your eyes up and we'll get through this together. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.